Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. No, I can't forget this evening. You didn't wash your chicken or add some seasoning. Bitch, I put that in my mouth and then I let it go. I try to smile, but in my eyes, the sorrow showed. Yes, it showed. I can't eat if there's no seasoning in the naughty food. I can't eat. I can't eat anymore. I can't eat this dry as fuck, bland as food. I can't eat. I can't eat anymore. Oh, 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 oh I can't eat. I'm so sorry Mariah Carey I'm so sorry that song just gives so much you have given us so much you've given so much to the world thank you Mariah Carey because Kenley Kenley will always be my favorite Kenley wow if you've never watched that video of was that pop idol or was I think it was pop idol American idol when she was singing, um, she was meant to be Without You by Mariah Carey and she was singing Ken Lee. Ken Lee is a banger. So sorry. Um, and this is my second time doing a remix of this song, but it's always got to be about seasoning and food. I just feel like it fits perfectly. So there you have it. It is I, Colette Chai. Don't fucking call me that. It's Kelechi. And a blood clot place to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of SYM. Thank you for joining me again. This is SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. And I'm here, you know. I am here. So we just have to do what we does and keep it moving. Um, I'm going to try to be quick with this, actually, because I'm meant to be going out in a bit. Um, but I, st- I try to wait as long as possible to record because I was trying to watch the, uh, Belgian Grand Prix, but I'll get into that in Start Your Motors shortly. But basically it didn't happen. At the time of recording, it didn't happen. Although I know that the, um, what are they called? The stewards stop the clock and they have in the FIA guidelines, they're allowed to do that. Um, because they've used up bare hours and they couldn't start because of the rain. There's like, the downpour is mad. So they haven't been able to start. So what it's looking like is that they're just going to have to call the race and say like, you know what, it's, it is what it is, not going ahead. Um, but I'll talk about that shortly anyway. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. I mean, I mean, this would have been carnival, you know, bank holiday carnival times, but second year without Notting Hill carnival, 
feel it in my left breast. I really do. But, you know, as long as everybody's safe. I mean, I, I guess people are going to other things, going to other festivals, going to all other things. I mean, I know that people went to Yam Carnival. They had some complaints about that. But at the moment, it seems like the theme is that people are saying that what people say on Twitter is not true to their reality. Like when they're like, some people were like, no, I had a great time at Yam Carnival. Others were like, no, it was absolute, absolute trash. It was like fire festival. Um, but who knows? I wasn't there, you know, but I do miss Notting Hill Carnival. I say that I miss knowing that Notting Hill Carnival is on. I, I If you've gathered enough about me, I don't like being around people like that. So physically going to Notting Hill Carnival would have been a lot for me. I like the cute parties around Notting Hill Carnival, like, you know, um, you know, um, the after parties, things like that. But the actual carnival is just too much for me. But I, I've performed, I think I performed, what, three years ago? Yeah, I think I performed three years ago at this point. And that was great. If I'd known that would have been the last one, I, I don't know what I would have done differently because I really gave it my all. So I don't know what I was going to say there. But um, yeah, it was it was great anyway. And I got to see Candyman. Um, starring Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, um, directed by Nia DaCosta, I think it's produced by Jordan Peele, um, Tiana Paris is in it, and Nathan, you know Nathan from Misfits, the black guy, he's in it as well, he does really well in that, his American accent is rather good, um, I don't know why this helicopter, there's been helicopters just hovering the entire weekend. Don't, don't know. Anyway, it was, um, it was fantastic. Oh my God, I loved Candyman. I know that there was the original. I remember watching the original vaguely, but I really, really like this Candyman. For those people who haven't gone to see it, I wouldn't even say that. If you're a black person, I wouldn't really say that it's a horror. I would say it feels more like a fairy tale. Um, in terms of how it plays out. But um, I don't want to give away anything. No spoilers. It's just absolutely fantastic. Yaya is just the beautiful man. My God, that guy is beautiful. Um, and I loved it. I love the aesthetic. I love that, you know, like, yeah, like, let's talk about the reality that, like, black people, um, black creatives, some of the, some of us, well, not me, <laughs> I live in a council estate, but, you know, some people live, um, you know, in gentrified areas, right? They live in fancy apartments in, in gentrified areas and, you know, they're part of the thing. And I loved the kind of aesthetic of the couple, um, you know, Tiana Paris's character and Yaya's character. I loved that where they lived. I just thought, yes, yes. You know, it's the same as like, um, what's her name? Cond not Condoleezza. Um, the girl from Insecure, the one that, um, not her name's not Corona. Um, whatever her name is, um, the one that got pregnant um, by um, Lawrence. Her, her. I'm trying to remember her name. It's gone out of my head. But um, her place was nice. Um, her house was nice, and I think that yeah, that's just the thing. Like whenever they want to tell black stories or um, on TV sometimes or in the films, it's always like, oh, and they live in this place. And that's not to say that that isn't a reality for a lot of people, but there are also some black people who are living really lavish. And it was just cute, basically. I just love the whole setup of the home that they lived in. Everything was starting at, the, at a level of, we are also here. Um, and at the same time, they still looked at the history and, and very much contextualised how this couple managed to be where they are. And I thought that that mattered too. Um, especially as black people who exist in the art world as well, what that means in to be part of this art world and, and to face like institutional 
kind of yeah face institutional racism and still want to um you know succeed in that field there are lots of things happening notice how i'm not even talking about the horrific parts because there was so much to discuss other than the horror um but yeah i absolutely loved it and if there's a candy man too i don't mind being a derelict building in gentrified chicago i wouldn't mind being that because at this rate it looks like that's probably the only role that i'll be able to you know secure um i just find the whole casting world really really weird because those who know, know that I'm a phenomenal actress. I'm actually a bad man actor. Like I am, I would, I'm more, I'm greater at, mm, I don't know. I think it might be a toss up between the two. I was going to say as great as I am at tarot, I bank equally, if not more at acting, right? Yet these casting directors and then subsequently the um, directors that the casting directors send the tapes over to, I just think, what the fuck are you lot looking at? What what are you looking at that you cannot see that I'm great for this very, very minuscule role? Like, what is your fucking problem? And I mean, I shouldn't even say anything about Candyman 2 or Insecure. Look, I mentioned them throughout this show. Like from, you know, starting this um, podcast, I've mentioned being an Insecure, that's not going to happen. They've just filmed the final season. Being in Black Panther 2, that's not going to happen. Everyone's got their roles. So maybe I should just shut my fucking mouth. But then another thing I think about is the fact that sometimes what you want for you and what God wants for you are slightly different things. And I feel like I'm coming in with an energy of like, no one can really start telling me what to do in certain situations. Like I'm not coming with my hand out. Like I've already established things for myself. And I think that that goes into some of these things as well and what like spirit will allow for you to have because I'm not a small picking I'm not a small girl um but yeah you know I just thought that I did that that thought just crossed my mind but maybe I should just shut up about film roles if I'm ever going to get this um academy award for you know what now I'm saying that watch how the academy award will be stopped by the time I have a film that qualifies for me to win that thing it'll be like no we don't we don't check for that hoe no more sorry it's had its 100 and something years no nobody cares anymore oh nobody cares now that I it's time for me to win it but that's just life I feel like that is like my astrological journey living in a space where all the um, signifiers of success will not apply to me and I have to be okay and, and enthusiastic about new signifiers of true success. Like what does success mean to me as an individual? Um, and I think that's probably the case for many of us, all of the things that we were kind of holding on to and being like, this will prove how great I am. What if by the end of this year, maybe even by the end of 2023, all of these things are somehow done away with and then you have to chart a new course for what success success will now mean for you. Um, anyway, saying that, that sounds very ominous. Anyway, let's get into the tarot then before we do anything else. So to treat you all, and I just want to use this moment to say to my patrons on Patreon, don't worry, I've got you. I've recently been looking at um, a small venue for maybe doing a live show for those who can actually attend it. Um, so that's that's likely to happen but we'll see see but it'll be patreon that i um, announce it first and i've got um lots of pick up our readings to kind of do for you all and i'll be getting on with that i've also mentioned to you all on patreon about sending me your um instagram handles to be added to my close friends list and i'll do that when i get a moment i'll add all of you who sent me a message um but yeah, I should also disclose that if you stop being a patron, I take you off my close friends list. Like I, you don't need to be there. It's really that simple. Um, it's not a lifetime guarantee. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's get into the tarot then. So this week is a pick a pile reading. And the um, question that I put to spirit for the collective is, um, 
what is now? What is my way forward now? What is the way forward now? What is the advice for the way forward now? So you've got pile one, pile two, or pile three. You know, pile one, pile two, or pile three. So just take a moment with that. Which pile, what number is calling to you about what is the right direction for you forward? Or what's the, you know, yeah, what's the best direction for you going forward? So I'll start with pile one. The first card that came out for pile one is the seven of swords in reverse. And we've got the empress card in reverse as well. Now I'm using a deck that the, um, one of the listeners, one of the lovely listeners that they ordered for me, that they sent to me, it's called the Afro Tarot, the Afro Goddess Tarot Arcana. It should actually be called, um, yeah, I think it should be called the Afro Goddess Tarot Arcana because I think one card is an Arcanum. So you don't need the S at the end of Arcana because it's called the Afro Goddess Tarot Arcanas. But, you know, that's, I could probably be chatting shit. Anyway, um, it could be the other way around, but I think that that's the way that it works. Um, yeah, um. Anyway, anyway, that's me getting lost in my thoughts again. You've got the Seven of Swords in reverse and you've got the um, the Empress card here as well. Now, the Afro Goddess Tarot um, um, is really pretty. It's really, really pretty. Um, the essence of the cards are there. Um, but I, I, you know what? Some people say, oh, you know, it's best to start with a traditional deck, a traditional tarot deck. So you understand the um, meaning of all of the cards and then you can graduate to the more stylized, um, decks, um, if you want to. I don't know how I feel about this one. Maybe this one, you could start with it as a beginner because the essence of it is there, like what you should be looking out for. Um, but I would always say like, it's good to also start with the traditional Rider Waite Smith deck first. Um, but anyway, what's the message anyway? Seven of Swords in reverse, um, Empress card number three um, in reverse as well. Um, this message, the way forward is to stop trying to be everything to everybody. Seven of Swords in reverse. You're not, you're being deceptive. You're not, you're um, operating from a space of, I've got to care for everybody because that is my role as caregiver, as um, eternal mother, or I'm here to mother everybody. When people need things, I'm there to help them. But the thing is, you've also got to mother yourself, that you are being reborn, you are birthing yourself in this process. So imagine like birthing yourself and then still trying to watch and, and care for other people's birthing processes if they want it to happen at all. Focus on you. This pregnancy, um, the Empress card, the the Empress is pregnant, wearing a beautiful yellow dress, and she's got a rainbow necklace around her neck, and uh, all of the signs of the zodiac surround her um, head in the shape of the sun, and she's got, like, really pretty locks, and she's standing by the water, and then we've got the sign, the Venus sign in the heart shape right by her feet. Um, usually, I'm used to the Empress sitting down. So the Empress standing up in this case also speaks to the fact that you need to stand up for yourself. Sometimes people go to the role of, oh, I just mother everyone and I leave everyone to get on with things because you're actually a bit conflict avoidant. Say what it is that you need. Stop letting other people have the last say when it comes to like your life or the way that your life intersects with theirs. Like you've got to start saying, no, actually, I want to do this instead. Or I want to eat here tonight. Or I want to, you know, I just want some time to chill. I just want to have a lie-in. No, I don't want to go there. No, I don't want to send that message. I'll, re I'll respond when I'm ready to respond. That sort of thing. But um, 
yeah, just you've just got to be really, really honest with yourself. And for, for others of you, if you're getting ready maybe to give birth, it's also okay to admit um, that you're a bit nervous. It's okay to admit you're a bit nervous. Everything will be fine. But it's okay to admit you're a bit nervous. And you don't have to perform motherhood, you know? You do motherhood or you do, you do your parenting, because I don't want to keep it just to mothers, but you do your parenting how you want to do it. Yeah, you do it how you want to do it, how it feels right to you, not what your um, elders are telling you to do. Like they 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 might know some things, but they don't know everything. So really be open to how this is going to work for you, because you're the one that is going to bring in the sun in your life. You like in your life, you're the one that's going to bring in the sun. So that's the um, first pile. Um, the second pile, pile two, what have we got here? We've got the two of swords, we've got the three of swords, and then we've got the seven of cups in reverse. Um, this is interesting. Again, I feel like this feels like a recurring message from last week for, I think, I think that's what I'm feeling here. Um, really pretty deck, I've got to say. I'm seeing snakes over and over again. And I saw it in the last one as well, in the Seven of Swords, and I'm seeing a snake around this one as well in terms of deception. So I think a general message for everyone around this time is just like be careful um, um, and really look into things. Things might not be as they first seem. So somebody says something, just double check. There's no harm in double checking things um, for this week especially. But this Two of Swords, she's got the Two of Swords um, across her chest, a blindfold around her eyes. She's got a big blue afro in the night sky. Three of swords. We've got the three knives going through the heart. And we've got the seven of cups in reverse. Same lady, it looks like, with the blue hair looking at the cloud that's showing different cups of different things. Um, it's really cool how it's drawn. Anyway, what I'm getting from this is that you can't guard you, you can't guard your heart from heartbreak forever. Like, okay, so your heart was broken before. Or you're feeling like you've met someone or you're heading towards a new situation and there's the possibility of your heart being broken. I'm sorry, but that is the point of life. Risk is the point of life. If there was no risk in life, there would be no point in doing it. And even I've got to take that message. You know, like not knowing the outcome, not knowing how you will be affected by the outcome is the whole point of why we chose to have this physical experience. So all of this, oh, I like this person, but I don't know if they're going to fuck me around. So I'm just going to stay really stoic and pretend like I don't care. Who is that? Who is that hurting? Only you. Only you are denying yourself of, of the true experience of that situation. If it's that you're working on a film, working on a book, working on a freaking knitting, you could be doing anything. If you're doing it, give your all to it. Stop pretending that you don't care or only doing it enough that if things weren't, weren't to go your way, you could turn around and be like, yeah, well, it doesn't really matter because I wasn't giving it my all anyway. That doesn't sound cool. That sounds really, really ridiculous. Um, and so the seven of cups being here in reverse is like, trust your power of discernment. Pray for more power of discernment. Every time you pray, if you don't feel like you've got strong discernment skills and you feel like you're always ending up with some fuck people, in your dating life or you're always ending up in a job that looks great at the beginning but everybody's moving mad by the end welcome to white supremacist patriarchy and capitalism but you feel like everyone's always moving mad by the end of it um, you get friends and then you, you always find that at the end of the day one friend snakes you all of that stuff pray for stronger powers of discernment pray 
that that the when people are talking to you that they can only they can't do anything but tell you the truth pray for that ahime oral she was talking about it in one of the ancestral readings that i watched it must have been the one that she's recently put out but she talks about that as well like pray for the power of discernment pray that whenever people talk to you that that the angels make it so that the only thing that can come out of their mouth or out of their tweets or out of their um, emails whatever the fuck the only thing that can come out is truth. Like when it comes to you, they can only show you exactly who they are and then pray that once they show you who they are, you're able to act accordingly. That is what you should be focusing on. Not being scared of taking the next step because you're scared that, oh, what if the next step breaks my heart? But staying where you are right now is breaking your heart. So you might as well take the step forward and pray that you just, you're, you're, you're guided, that your feet are guided, that your heart is guided and that your eyes are guided, that you see the things exactly as they are and you act accordingly once you have seen them. So, um, oh, oh, and that was one way of reading it. And then the way that I just saw flash before I'm going to move on to pile three is that some of you are pretending that you don't know that some of the people that you're seeing or you're pretending that you don't know that the situation that you're in is not um, one of integrity. Maybe you're the side person or you um, are aware that there is a side person and you're pretending that you can't see it. And the thing is, you can't live in an illusion forever. So you're going to have to open your eyes, shine your eye at some point and deal with the heartbreak or whatever that comes from that and, and move on from there. But you, you don't deserve um, a 30% type of love, you know, it's or if it's either they're all in or they're not, or you make the specific arrangement to have a specific dynamic within the relationship structure. But right now it doesn't feel like that is what it is. So, um, that's pile two, pile three. Let's see what we've got here. Okay. Pile three. Nice. All right. So pile three, Congratulations, man. Congratulations and jubilations and shum num num num. I don't know the rest. Um, you've got the ace of cups, like your heart's desires are either being fulfilled or you're just there. Like it's an amazing time for you. Like things are about to kind of happen in a major way. I mean, I was going to say from the end of summer, but I don't even feel like summer really happened. But really, things are shaping up the way that you've wanted and opportunities are going to be offered to you more than, and I've mentioned this before for another reading, but more than you would have expected. Opportunities are just flowing in. You already see little signs of them already, like things that you never thought were possible for you. Suddenly people are offering it to you and you're like, rah, hold me. Am I that? Am I that? And you are that. Are you that? Yeah, you are that. It's you. It's you, my G. And more to come. Because sometimes, you know, these things start happening and there's the fear of, oh, you know, maybe it's a silly trick and at any moment now the rug's going to be pulled out from underneath me and there won't be any more. Do not go into that mindset of scarcity. You brought yourself to this point. Your hard work brought you to this point. It wasn't just wishy-washy wishing. You weren't just wishy-washy wishing. You were wishing and then you were working, right? And people forget that part. Some people just want to sit there and wish. And while other people want to sit there and work, not realising that you need both. You need to have a vision as to what you are working towards. And then you also have to be able to work to bring that vision to fruition. So while everything's rhyming, am I Miss Banks? Wow. Lady Leisha, maybe that's me. Wow. Anyway, um, but honestly... 
bearing that in mind, like this didn't happen by chance. This happened because you're a fucking hard worker and you made it happen. So if you were capable of bringing all of this to you, then surely by that trajectory, you will continue that momentum to bring more things to you. So don't doubt yourself and don't doubt that the blessings are yours. They've got, they've, they're imprinted with your, um, spiritual, like energetic DNA. It can't belong to anybody but you. Yeah. And so own that. And then that's further confirmed by the 10 of pentacles. You know, we see a new home here. We see a rainbow. Uh, I can see a rainbow, see a rainbow, get you clotted too. Anyway, that was mean. Um, but yeah, no, this is looking beautiful. I'm seeing a couple holding hands and they're walking the 10 pentacles, their coins laid out towards a beautiful home and with lush greenery on either side. And um, yeah, it's just lovely. I was going to tell a story. My, yeah, I just think sometimes, you know, I feel like I can tell the story because I don't, the person doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know, like you can just tell the people who are around you that don't listen to the podcast. Um, somebody sent me a WhatsApp message um, last week. And she was like, um, you know, and, and I've known her, I've worked with her um, a few times. And so I see her more like in like a little sister capacity. Anyway, she messaged me, um, sent me a WhatsApp voice note the other week. And she was just like, hi, Kelechi, hope you're well. You've really been on my heart. You've it's really been on my heart to reach out to you. I saw you in my dream. You were in my dream the other night. I kept forgetting to tell you. And you and you lot know me already. I'm like, don't tell me your fucking dreams because you're, you rarely are your dreams actually about me. They're about you. Um, but obviously she doesn't listen to the podcast so she doesn't know that I don't want to hear about anyone's dreams. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I had a dream about you. And yeah, so you were getting married and you were marrying a black man. Yeah, you were ma- <laughs> I can't even say it with a, I can't even say it with a straight face. So she's like, yeah, you were marrying a black man. Um, I don't know what that means, but it just I felt like it just meant that I could check in and that I should check in on you. So um I'm just checking in. And I was listening to it like, are people this like like not aware of themselves? Like, are they so like unself-aware that or self-unaware? Like, what is this message? Somebody that you know is already married and married to a non-black person, you're sending them a message saying that you had a dream that they were marrying a black man. Like, what am I meant to do with that information? It's really, really weird to me. Like, the only thing I could really do in that situation, I was just like, I, I, I don't know what I'm meant to do with this now. I'm really good at interpreting dreams. Like, I'm really, really good at it. Um, I've, I, I've always been good at it. I think from when I was a child, like I've been, that's one thing that I've, I've always been kind of sick at. So usually like my mum will tell me a dream and my mum's really good at interpreting dreams as well. But my mum will tell me a dream and I'll be able to break down what's happened and what the message is and what's required. You know, if it's like, um, a prayer or an offering, I usually know what the message is. Um, so I'm interpreting this dream already for her and I'm just like, okay, what's actually happening here is that you're seeing me to stand in for yourself. So you're looking at the fact that you want to be more like me and you think that by being more like me, you'll be able to attract the love that you desire. That's one interpretation. The other interpretation is just a weird sort of like, why are you not projecting on me? Hashtag black love, you know, like do you, but I just felt like you can have a dream like that and be like, um, I think I should keep this one to myself. Why do people not want to keep things to themselves anymore? 
Why? When it comes down to acting agents or a casting director or a producer that you've lot, you lot have met, nobody goes, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go and tell Kalechi about this, but you'll have a wayward dream and then that's when you'll know my name. When it's time to be handing out G-Wagons, you'll keep that to yourself. Or when it's a wayward dream, it's like, oh, let me go and tell Kalechi about this one. And this is why I say, don't tell me about your dreams because they're not about me. Like, I'm usually a stand-in. The ones that are about me, you'll have a feeling, like, if the dreams are about people, you'll have a feeling about them, but usually they're rarely, like, rarely are they actually in the dream. So, yeah, I just thought that that was wild. Like, unless your dream is about me getting a G-Wagon or being on a film set and be being amazing and, and having wonderful things, like, don't tell me, I don't want to know. But I just thought I'd share that because I just thought that was interesting. I'm looking at this card of the Ten of Pentacles and the Black Couple and it just came, it came into my head. And, and sorry, the third interpretation that I got when I was listening to it was that I'm um possibly entering into a contractual partnership with a black man and that's possible and and you know there are ones that are imminent and there are ones that are more hopeful you know so that's one thing but I just heard it and I thought you you didn't even pad it you didn't even pad the message with like oh and I know this is highly inappropriate but rare 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 nothing nothing so this is how people continue to project onto me but you know my Mars my Mars where my Mars is it just means that people do this. My Mars in Sagittarius, people just want to tell me wayward shit. Um, and not each of my Mars, rather my Neptune. People just project their shit onto me and um, never really see me clearly. No matter how clear I am about who I am, people will always come with their own interpretations. Um, but yeah, so I say that to say like, your time is now, the things that you've prayed for are here and um, you're just walking towards them because I think it's important as well that I'm looking at the couple, they're holding their hands and it's like they're, they're at the beginning of a driveway heading towards this beautiful house, right? And they're at, they're both standing at coin, between coin one and coin two. So that's not to say that the things are going to take ages. No, this is more saying that you're you're on the right path. So if we're saying that this is a reading about, am I, what's the, um, ne the advice for the direction that I'm going in? to move in the right direction this is saying that you are going in the right direction and you're taking steady steps and at every stage there'll be another piece of abundance there'll be another piece of abundance there'll be another piece of abundance till you get to that badam you get to that thing that you've seen in your mind. That thing that you've seen in your mind might feel like the end point to you or might feel like a major milestone to you. But my God, the blessings that are happening for you, that are destined for you, that's that's not even, that's just the beginning, really. That's just the beginning. What you've imagined for yourself it's just the beginning. What you've imagined for yourself is almost like 2% of what spirit has imagined for you. And by spirit's imagination is how we came to be. So that's what you're going to see actually manifest. And, and I pray that that happens for you. And um, you've also got the full card in reverse. That don't, again, I feel like a strong message of discernment is here for, for you as well. Like you're not um, a baby, you know, you're a baby person, but you're not a baby, you know, so you know this stuff, you're not new, this isn't your first time at the rodeo, so step in the place, like, you know what the fuck you're talking about, and if people try to buoy you, don't have it, don't have a bar of it, step into the place with confidence, step into the place knowing that you know what you're about, the, um, the full card in reverse also makes me think about the skyline, the city skyline in the background, whether it's a case of, it's not happening just yet, but be prepared for maybe, um, relocating, um, and moving elsewhere in order for this to be, um, a real thing. I'm thinking about people who, like, live in a bad vibe island, um, like, um, 
England or, you know, the United Kingdom, right? Um, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about the fact that for everything to truly manifest the way that you want in terms of opportunities, you need to be prepared to move. And the reason that that is, is because we've got the five of wands in reverse as well, because you can't keep fighting and being in conflict all of the time with the, with your surroundings, right? So that's also something to consider that sometimes your blessings, I said it in the um, tarot reading that I did on um, Instagram live, sometimes your blessings cannot grow properly, they cannot blossom or bloom properly in the environment that you are in, because the environment that you are in is hostile to the type of blessings that you possess. So being open to the fact that you might need to explore different environments in order for your, the things that you desire to come to fruition. Um, that, well, I've forgotten the name of what that, um, what that speciality of, um, divination is. Um, it's just gone out of my mind. I was looking at it, um, the other day, but it's kind of like a geography, um, geographical divination that shows from your birth chart where you're, the, where the different lines are for whether it's financial prosperity, whether it's like relationships or whatever, it kind of shows you where in the world that these things are. And I swear my fucking said I need to live in the South Pole or some shit, but I don't think I was reading it properly because I'm proper new to that. But it was just an interesting thing, like where you need to live in certain places and it might not be the most obvious places in order for certain things to come about for you. So before you make your next move, maybe Google what the fuck I'm talking about and see what that means or get somebody to interpret that. Um, and that's that for the tarot. I pray that that resonates. I had a reading, I had an astrology, a chart reading, um, cause you know, I love chart readings just to understand everybody's different interpretations, um, of charts and, um, because it's a, it's a school of thought. It's an actual like academic thing, right? Um, it's esoteric, but it's academic at the same time, I feel. And, um, I got this reading. I really should turn this thing off. Um, I got this reading from um, the Sagittarian Mind. That's what his name is on Instagram, the Sagittarian Mind. I loved it so much. I loved it so fucking much. It was amazing. Um, there's just something about him, like a black man doing astrology, the way that he's doing astrology was just incredible. Um, it was just great. Like he was so optimistic and he just, he doesn't do doom and gloom astrology, which I fucking hate. Um, he just, everything was really, really, um, motivational. Everything was really great just from like reading the chart and that. So I really enjoyed having my reading from him. He was, yeah, check him out if you want to check him. Yeah. I think he's got openings for November, but he was wonderful. I just, I loved paying my money and actually getting my money's worth. So I'm definitely going to holler at him again. And, and he showed me like different transits. So when I was talking to him about like certain things happening in my career and certain frustrations that I have, he was able to actually show me um, through the transits and then the specific dates and be like, you're saying one thing, but your chart's saying this fam. So pre be prepared for this bit and this bit and this bit. So I feel like that helps to know as well. Just if you're curious, it's good to know. Cause I know some people are like, I don't believe in anything. And that's great. You don't have to believe in anything, but it's also good to just hear the different interpretations that are out there that would fit you or maybe not. But you know, um, well, I, I, I definitely think maybe benefit you, especially if you go to like great vibes people. Um, again, using the power of discernment to figure it out. Anyway, bigging up the first of this week's show sponsors. Um, thank you, LinkedIn. Um, today, many small business owners are busier than ever. They're searching for and interviewing the right candidates, but it can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn 
LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get to the right candidates uh, that are worth interviewing and get to them faster. And it's free. I know that from interviewing people for the studio, sometimes it could be a wild ride. From interviewing people to um, work in my personal endeavours, that can be an extremely wild ride. You want to find the right people that care about you and your business as much as you do and are actually equipped to do the job and not just feeling like they'd like to do it for the sake of doing it. So create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience that you need. Use uh, screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Like, you know, do you season your food? That sort of thing. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hopefully hire. So LinkedIn jobs helps you to find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post your job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash straws. Again, that's LinkedIn dot com slash straws to get a post um for your job for free and obviously terms and conditions apply anyway let's get to share your magnificence I think I'm going to cheat this week on share your magnificence because like I've already mentioned Candyman and that is the one that kind of like stayed in my head I just feel like it was so amazing it was so great and I just hope that people actually go to watch it. I mean, don't put your health at risk. Like if you don't want to go cinema, don't go cinema. But I understand why Mia DaCosta wanted people to watch it at the cinema because it's brilliant. Um, yeah. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I, I'm the kind of person that I don't like tiny holes. I don't like small, small holes. So there were certain like horror bit scenes where there's like lots and lots of small holes, lots of small holes in the skin. I hate that. But apart from that, um, and actually, even though I hate it, I could still look at it on the screen. Don't know why. But yeah, I don't like looking at tiny, tiny holes, especially not in the skin. Um, so yeah, so I just thought I'd share that. Like, big up yourself, Jordan Peele. Big up yourself, Mia DaCosta. Two slaps on your chest. And of course, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Abdul-Mateen II. Two slaps on your chest, your very solid chest forever because you were amazing. Tiana Paris, again, amazing. Like the cast was just amazing. Like Cole Domingo, I really did not like the accent that he did in Zola, but he was really, really good in um, Candyman. So, you know, there you go. Just brilliant black actors all around. It was fantastic. Visual effects, also really, really great. I love the use of like shadow puppets as well in the film. That was really um really um intentionally and beautifully done um to depict violence um i thought that was great so um unlike them the netflix oh sorry the amazon series that i feel was trash um anyway let's move then to so you mad People like to say that bullying doesn't work. Well, I'm here to tell you different. Um, so now we're looking at, um, you know, So You Mad, looking at like the pop culture things that have been happening, some of the current, affair th um, current affairs things that mm, don't deserve really to go into straw of the week. But, you know, just the goings on around the world that has caught my eye. Um, and I mentioned last week that OnlyFans wanted to ban um, sexual videos or sexually explicit videos, as they called it, from the 1st of October. But obviously, because they got dragged up and down, up and down online, 
they've now scrapped that and so um they won't be banning it that's what they've said it says here only fans the user generated adult content site is reversing course on plans to ban sexually explicit content after securing a, um, agreement with its payment processors it has announced last week only fans said it would ban adult material from 1st of october to the dismay of its users and creators who argued that doing so risked driving such work underground those plans have been scrapped the company said in a tweet, thank you to everyone for making your voices heard. We have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change. OnlyFans stands for inclusion and we will continue to provide a home for all creators. Yeah, because you got dragged up and down. You got dragged up and down. OnlyFans, you had only edges, only wisps of edges left after they dragged you the fuck up and down because how fucking dare you? Because you'll continue to make money from the sex industries, from sex workers, and then when you get your money now, you'll kick them out and try to make yourself look all pristine and this and that. No, no. You can look pristine, you can look glitzy and glam with the people that helped you build your platform to wherever the fuck it is right now, okay? So... I'm glad that they had the good sense to reverse that, but they said suspended. So I don't know if they're now going to try and come back later on and come back with some kind of vim. And then I saw a video of Khloe Kardashian, which I thought was hilarious because again, why do people pretend like, um, these, the Kardashian family aren't a bunch of fakes. Like they're all fakes. And I, I've, I've said it from the beginning of ever that I find it really, really odd when I meet black girls who stand the Kardashians. To me, you have to be a bit unhinged, um, to feel like they are anything worth celebrating. But anyway, Khloe Kardashian, that, remember that this is the same Khloe Kardashian that asked a real life photo of herself to be scrubbed off the internet because it differs vastly from the pictures that she puts up on her social media pages where she's edited herself within an inch of her life. Um, so let me see if I can even play this clip. I can't stand people that are like eating a bucket of like Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Let me start that again. I can't stand people that are like eating a bucket of like Haagen-Dazs ice cream. They're going so fat. I know Miss Bada by Mattel. So... You can't stand people who are eating um, um, a bucket of Haagen-Dazs ice cream talking about, I'm so fat, I'm so fat. She goes on to say something like, oh, you know, I, I'm going to get the full clip because she was like, oh, you know, you can go out and work on yourself. I think this is the full clip. Like, I can't stand people that are like eating a bucket of like Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Like, I'm so fat. And like, they won't work out. They won't change their diet. They won't drink more water. They won't whatever. But they're complaining, complaining, complaining. I'm like, well, you're always going to be in this victimized state because you're literally not doing any, you're not being self-aware. You're not even looking at your own reflection saying, okay, what can I do to change things about myself? It's everybody else's fault. How dare you? Chloe Kartrashian, how dare you? Chloe, get a clue, yeah? Chloe, get a fucking clue. What do you mean? Let's take it statement by statement, please. I'm going to have to pause it and really say like this, this woman is delusional. You're a delusional cow. You're delusional. Oh no, no. Oh, I don't like, I can't stand it when people, you know, sit there with a bucket of Haagen-Dazs ice cream talking about I'm so fat, but they don't want to exercise. You didn't exercise, baby. You didn't exercise either. 
You didn't exercise. Your personal trainer's been surgeons upon surgeons upon surgeons. You do not look how you looked how many years ago. And the thing is, I'm all for get your surgery if you want to get your surgery. But don't you fucking dare now start talking about other people about, oh, they should get motivated. They should come and buy your workout, your booty enhancing this, your ab enhancing this, your workout plan. When your workout plan didn't even work out for you. If your workout plan didn't work out for you, how fucking dare you tell somebody else, oh, like, we've always known that Chloe's had a very, very problematic way of viewing bodies anyway, from when she was doing, like, the revenge body whole series, like, you're not even coming to, at any of this from a, from a healthy place, from a, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally healthy place, you're not, so you're the last person that should be giving anyone any fucking advice, to be honest, um, but yeah, that was just the first part, let's go back, let's go back, back, back. Like, I can't stand people that are, like, eating a bucket of, like, Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Like, I'm so fat. And, like, they won't work out. They won't. You don't work out either. You don't work out either. You and your sisters lie about the squats that you do. Oh, my God, guys. Let's do the 100-day squat challenge. And the only thing that you're squatting on is black dick. Shut up. Change their diet. They won't drink more water. They won't whatever. You don't drink water either. You don't drink water either. You drink melanated semen. That's all you and your family know. Melanated semen. So you're not the one to come and tell anybody anything. But they're complaining, complaining, complaining. I'm like, well, you're... They're complaining, complaining, complaining. Like, isn't that the whole premise of the um, keeping up with the Kardashians? If, if, if you had a pitch, if you had to put a pitch together for what the show is, it's just all of you complaining, complaining, complaining and being given money to do surgery, surgery, surgery. And then to come to the rest of us and lie, lie, lie. It's going to be in this victimized state because you're literally not doing any, you're not being self-aware. You are not being self-aware. Wow. What a statement to come from such a family. Are any of you self-aware? You live in La La Land. Like none of you are on this planet with the rest of us. During a panoramic, during a panini, during a, during a panacotta, during a panda bear, your sister took all of you to an island and had the audacity, the gall, the temerity to post on social media and be like, hi guys, this is how I'm celebrating my birthday. I know that things have been hard for everybody and we really wanted to get away and we made sure that we were super safe. And then she's, she's hiring a private island during a panoramic. And you want to talk to the rest of us about being self-aware. If you don't go and choke on a dick immediately, immediately, you cow. And then the good America, my blood clot back foot, when you're stealing designs from black women and then trying to, um, you know, repackage it and make it your own, you're not self-aware at all either. If you were self-aware, you wouldn't need to go and start scrubbing them pictures off the internet when you were, when you were tweaking your waistline. That's not what your waistline looks like. Give back the five centimeters on each side and own it. Embrace it. Embrace it. Why are you doing that? Why are you putting out false advertising? Embrace what you look like. If you're so self-aware, embrace what you actually look like. But you don't do that. Upon all the surgery that you did, you still have to augment yourself with all these apps. And you want to sit there talking about, ah, oh, other people are doing this and doing that. But when we say that this family constantly 
um, greatly contribute to the damaging um, image, um, you know, the image that people um, aspire to, um, young girls, women aspire to around the world, you're like, oh no, we can't put that kind of blame on them. And you can put that kind of blame on them when Chloe's saying this kind of fuck shit. It's ridiculous. But I love that this black woman dragged her and I need to, I need to play you the drag because I said, yes, sis, give it to her. Give it to her. Is not talking. Hold I on. can't stand people that are like eating a bucket of like Hagen Doss ice cream. Like I'm so fat. I know Miss Bada by Mattel is not talking. Sweetheart, you are made in China. You are manufactured. You got more plastic in you than the ocean does currently. Ooh. No, ma'am. Humble thyself and remember where thyself came from. What journey did you go on other than to the plastic surgeon? Don't do that. Absolutely do not do that. Get your life together. This video was not it. Try again. And that's it. This video was not in. I think she's called Diva Z Z Z Z Z Z Diva Z with lots of Zs. That's her name on TikTok. I thought, yes. You have more plastic in you than the than the ocean currently, and you want to come and open your mouth and telling other people about they should be doing this and they should be doing that. You do. You, if somebody asked to see your original cells, would we still find them in your body? And you want to come and talk about oh, leave people alone. I'm all for do what you're doing, but you do not need to shame other people in the process. You've got enough money where maybe you don't feel like oh, you want to sit down crying over a tub of a Hagen Dazs, but maybe other people do because what they're going through life, they're going through things. You were born into money. Shut the fuck up. Anyway. I felt like that needed to be said because that really got my goat when I saw it. And I was like, some of you really need to wake the hell up. And another another one that needs to know herself is Cheryl Cole. Um, she's got a new show. I think it's on BBC Sounds, a new um, podcast, is it? Or some kind of new show called Me and R&B. And I just feel like the way that people have been able to... Yeah, it's on BBC Sounds. She put out a tweet, Cheryl Cole, put out a tweet saying, I've always had an absolute love for passion for R&B. And I'm so excited to share my new show with you on BBC Sounds. I've really been transported back to re-listening to all the, these tracks. And I'm excited for you to relive these moments with me. Episode one is live now. I don't even know if that was a Geordie accent. That was really bad. I just sound like a computer that's about to break down. But the fucking cheek of it, you, me, and R&B. No, why is, why is a white woman the face of um, an R&B show, an, a, a nostalgic R&B show? Why? And you know what? I can handle a white woman being the face of an R&B show if it wasn't this white woman. This same white woman that we've seen newspaper articles of the fact that she beat a black woman who was working as one of them toilet attendants um, in, in a club. She beat this woman down. She beat this woman down in the nurse in the, in the, in, the, in the toilet, and she never wants it talked about because oh, it's defamatory. No, fam, you did that. Like you literally did that. And how is she able to then just clean up her image, as it were, and pretend like this didn't happen? And she's gonna be the one talking about music that originated from black people. And this is the thing, like white women able to um, inflict violence upon um, black women because they date black men. And that's always been like Cheryl's in. Oh, because I date this black guy here. I've dated that black guy over there, you know, and I love dancing. I love dancing to R&B. I love it. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah, up, lad. You know, so she can, she can do that. And I just feel like 
it's really insulting. It's really, really insulting. And I hate that nobody has been able to grab her and sit her down and have a real honest, frank chat about what happened that time. She's been able to kind of just move past it and pretend like everything's okay. You are not the one. The audacity, the audacity of BBC Sounds to even name it that, you, me and R&B. There is no you and me, baby. There is no you and me with R&B. No, 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 no. No, I refuse. I refuse. Like, I just think that... I just think it's disgusting. Um, I just think it's really, really, really disgusting. Really nasty, really nasty state of affairs. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want any parts of it. I don't want any parts of it. Um, you know, you, me and R&B, I hope that your R&B stands, stands for rubbing and brushing because a lot of your peers aren't doing that on their legs. Let it stand for that, but it shouldn't stand, stand for rhythm and blues because you have no business, no business whatsoever, especially since what you're making, you what you've made your entire career isn't even R&B, you've made pop. So stay in your lane is what I would say about that. And then finally, for So You Mad, I guess we can't not discuss it. Beyonce and Jay-Z and the Tiffany Diamonds, like there is no way that we can get around discussing it. And I just feel like there comes a point where, you know, as Beyonce fans, I feel like you all need to sit down and have a frank conversation with each other. Like, if you can love someone down. You can love someone. You can admire someone greatly and still accept that. What they've done is a giant misstep. Now, I know that Beyonce put out a statement and said that she tried to vet every part of the process and um, this one was overlooked somehow. And to me, I have to say to that, like, if you could go to Nigeria or Ghana or wherever to film Black is King and be doing the Wesenle, like, you know how to do all of those things. This should not have been beyond your scope of um, research because we all, well, I feel like a lot of us should know um, the very real um, situations around diamonds, especially whether it's Tiffany's, De Beers, we should know the very real history around that. Um, and if we don't, then then that is a problem. Like, what? who are the teams around you that allow for this major misstep to take place? Like, those things have to be discussed as well. Like, I just think it's disgusting. Knowing that um, and people, black people, whether it's... Because I know that this particular mine, I think that this diamond was, quote-unquote, discovered um, by the Tiffany's people, was in Kimberley in South Africa. You know, we've got Sierra Leone as well. We've got various places where black people's hands were chopped off you know, when they were, you know, as punishment, when they were going to mine for these diamonds. And diamonds didn't even have the value that we place on them today if it wasn't for white Europeans coming along um, and going, and white Americans coming along going, oh, yeah, um, you know, let's make a whole thing. De Beers specifically did it to sell engagement rings. You know, we weren't even doing engagement rings. We surely weren't doing engagement rings with diamonds and shit like that until De Beers was like, oh, you know, I want to make money from this. We're going to do a whole ad campaign and talk about diamonds are a girl's best friend and get women wanting diamond rings, diamond rings as engagement um, ring presents and things like that. And all oh, you have to spend three times your salary if you want a great ring for your partner. These were all things that were pumped into Hollywood, pumped into marketing and advertising in order to get people to spend a specific amount based on how much these lot wanted to charge for the diamonds that they were taking, that they were extracting from the ground. It didn't have value until what it had value in terms of its inherent value as being of the earth and of being of this existence, but it didn't have, the, it wasn't commodified until white people came along and did what they did with it, right? So whether you know history, history or not, 
that basic history should not have eluded you. But okay, it did. And I just feel like there comes a point where as fans, you're doing a disservice to the person that you're a fan of if you can't admit when they have taken a step wrong. Because if you can admit that, and I and I like that some people were really able to objectively discuss this, but there were other people who were like, what you mean? What you mean? You should be glad that an African-American is the first one, the first black woman to wear this diamond. Only three people have worn the diamond before her. All of her, all of them have been white women. Lady Gaga was the third one. She's the fourth one. Number four, bitch. An album is coming, bitch. Uh, and I'm just like, okay, but you know, representation politics is literally got you by the throat the first black woman this do you want to be the first black woman in hell i mean i'm sure there are black women in hell but do you know what i mean like like everything first black person first black person some things you don't want to be the first black person don't be the ever black person don't ever be any black person in that space because representation politics ain't it like you don't you don't have to have a black or brown face in every space to be like all progress because it's not progress at all you're just being initiated further into white supremacist patriarchy in order to embolden it to strengthen it so then you can keep that actual disparity that chasm between um, what's happening with the white, the pe people who are privileged and white, with the people who are non-white and they're still privileged, and black people who are not privileged, like your your and black and brown people who are not privileged. You're making that space even bigger because they've taken you in. You're like, look, racism can't be happening because I'm allowed to be in this space. So you've imagined it. When I said that there was a problem with Jay Z saying like, let's gentrify our own neighborhoods. Everyone was like, no, no, you're reading too much into it. No, no. Some people just do have that mindset that they. It's not about not having any gatekeepers. They just want to be the gatekeepers instead. And I don't know for Beyonce, but at the end of the day, I'm looking at Jay-Z statements that come out of his own mouth. And that is a problem. Let's gentrify our own neighborhoods. No, because gentrification is a violence, full stop, regardless of who's doing it. It's still a violence. You're going to drive up the prices in that area and you're not serving the people in the community. You're not. And if you wanted to say something else, gentrification is not the word that you should have used. And you are a wordsmith. So why are you struggling with that? And and then to drag Basquiat into it. Basquiat who's dead. Basquiat who you lot weren't even rating when he was alive. You know, with all the struggles that he had, you weren't rating him when he was alive, but there's value in the in, in, in black creativity and black excellence once we are gone and we're no longer proving a threat. And you can say, um, the what is it, the head of the Louis Vuitton, um, Maison Louis Vuitton that was talking about, oh, you know, we have a feeling that Basquiat Jean-Michel Basquiat must have like chosen this specific shade of blue to honor Tiffany. Fuck off. And I love that Basquiat's um, assistant was like, no, I mixed that paint and we didn't have you the fucking mind ever. Stop trying to um, just like mine, mine black people of their excellence, even after they've died. It's the same thing with Aaliyah. Like Aaliyah is dead and then her dusty stinking uncle, dusty whole uncle is now saying, oh, then there's an album coming out, a posthumous album where she's going to feature this guy and this guy and this guy. Lots of men. I don't think any women are even involved. Lots of men are going to be featured in this thing. So she was abused by a man specifically R. Kelly when she was alive and now she's being abused in death too and you're having people feature on the album who actually have beaten up women who are stars nowadays or that, that, that they're stars in the present day they've brought up these these women and those are the people that you're featuring on the track with Aaliyah craziness 
everybody's mad. Everybody is fucking mad. So when it comes to that whole Beyonce thing, even when her mum jumped in and was just like, oh, oh, so y'all don't own any diamonds? Oh, y'all being hypocritical. And I don't like the fact that people want to dismiss the things that people are saying because it's like, oh, here come the social justice warriors again. Here come the activists again. But the thing is, when the activists are best benefiting you lot, you like it then the moment that they're saying things that actually ask you to be accountable for the shit that you're doing, something like, it's like, oh, they're a problem. And the thing is, lab-created diamonds also exist. You don't have to have the um, um, diamonds that have included the suffering of people that look the fuck like you. You can have lab-generated diamonds too. But no, because actually, you know that deep down, the value is in the one that black, black people's bloods have been spilled over. That's where people want to go. So I don't know whether Beyonce was genuinely unaware or not. I don't know. But I feel like there comes a point where you are doing a disservice to the person that you admire and you support. If you cannot say, actually, on this one, I feel like you fucked up. And I'm just letting you know that with love. And where how do we go about rectifying this? Tiffany's donating money, two million, a paltry two million. How many people lives have you ruined and you're donating two million to one kind of initiative no you owe way more than that to black people you owe more, way more than that to the people um who live in these um areas that you've been mining for diamonds for centuries you or for decades you owe them you owe them a lot more than your stupid two million dollars it's not enough and i feel like nowadays that's the thing let's bring black faces onto this thing we'll dash some little piece of money over here and that'll be it that'll be the end of it and we can move on and they can't ask us any questions that's just not going to run anymore. It's not going to wash. It's not, it's, it's, it's just disgusting. I don't like it. Um, but I just wanted to share that. Like, I feel like, yeah, and Beyonce's done amazing work. Great, great, great work. Wonderful performer. Fantastic. You clearly need to get more of a stronger team around you who can tell you that some shit's just not going to land in this society that we're living in anymore. And I keep saying it to you lot. When I was talking about how this culture of celebrity or the cult of celebrity is crumbling before our eyes. And some people are like, oh yeah, you lot have been saying this for ages. I don't see it happening. It is happening. It is happening. But you're just choosing to to hold on to the illusions of before. Nobody is above this system crumbling. Nobody. And if people aren't acting with integrity in every facet of their life, they will get taken too. Nobody is too mighty for this crumbling. Absolutely nobody right? So this is one of those times where if I were Beyonce, I would sit back and be like, rah, I don't ever want to fuck up like that again. What do I do going forward? And then really what it's going to take is deviating, um, from these, um, these people who are seen to be like the signifiers of success and 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 affluence within the industry because they are going to lead you down a path of destruction because there is no fashion house or none of these people who are standing that um, aren't anti-black and unless you can get them to come out on paper and be like we fucked up majorly um before historically but through this collaboration with this person we're hoping to do the fuck better there has to be more that's said other other than oh look but we use the black face so you don't need to complain anymore or and i'm happy to be the black face because you know that shows that they're pro um, progressing it doesn't show anything it doesn't show anything they chose you a super rich super pretty light-skinned blonde haired in this situation in most situations person to be the face of this thing they haven't they haven't done much they haven't had to deviate much at all so yeah i just wanted to put that out there but it's all love at the end of the day i just feel like it needs to be mentioned 
Well, I think that in that case, um, I'll big up our second show sponsor who are um, Skillshare and we'll go to Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. Create, 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 create is the vibe of the day. I don't know why I came up with that random poetry, but if you wanted to do poetry, you could also do it on Skillshare. I'm sure there's a course on there that would allow for that. Um, every human was born to create, whether you last picked up a paintbrush yesterday or in grade school, you can explore your creativity and be inspired. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. So with so much to explore, real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. They've got a number of classes that you can um, look at um, every time they're changing and adding new ones. Um, there's one called um, Productivity for Creatives. Build a system that brings out your best. And that's with Thomas Frank. Um, and some people need that. Some people are great at creating, but they just don't have a system in place to help them. So you can do that. Whether you're a dabbler or a pro, a hobbyist or a master, you're creative. So discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. Experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Um, explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash straws. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E dot com slash straws and get a one month free trial of premium membership. That's one month of a premium membership at skillshare.com slash straws. Cool. So anyway, before we go to um, straw of the week, I just have to um, say my other SYM, which is start your motors. At the time of recording this podcast, when I first started recording, um, they the race hadn't happened. So we this week we're at, uh, where, where are we? Spa Francorchamps um, at the Belgian Grand Prix. It's raining like a motherfucker absolutely raining like a motherfucker so the race couldn't um, start properly and they tried to do a formation lap and not an aguan like the rain was just immense and so Verstappen from the qualifying Verstappen had pole position so he's in the he's first he's at the front of the grid um to explain it to all of you man um and then second was actually what's his name George Russell Williams now the thing is George Russell was also tipped to be um possibly um Lewis Hamilton's teammates at Mercedes for next season 2022 I don't really like that personally I just get this sense from George Russell like I don't know if he's in his eyes more so because he slapped Bottas's helmet um what is it the race at the beginning of the year I've even remember tweeting and saying last season people were like that wasn't last season that was this season baby girl that's how long this season has felt already I just feel like at your young age, you're going to go and slap somebody's helmet because you thought you felt like they made a mistake only for it to turn out that you are the one that actually made the mistake. I don't like that energy. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, I know that he could never try it with Lewis because he'd get badded up, but still, I'm just not feeling it. But anyway, by some kind of fluke, um, George Russell um, got the second position and because um, Lewis thought to himself, look, I can't come and kill myself in this rain. He didn't drive super, super fast and he got third so it was um Verstappen first place Lewis second place um sorry um George Russell second place and um Hamilton third somehow Valtteri Bottas who's meant to be Lewis's teammate well is Lewis te Lewis's teammate currently I feel like his head is still in the mountains where they were cycling because he he was not where he needed to be baby um 
so yeah anyway the race was going to start like that and obviously um they're trying to do the formation lap with a safety car so if things look too dangerous to um drive in usually a safety car goes out ahead of the drivers and you know paces them and if they feel like everything's fine then they'll move out of the way and then they can go for it um and as they were out in a safety car things just weren't still looking great um Daniel Ricardo, all of the other drivers was like I really can't see I literally cannot see anything because there's so much rainfall there's so much water not doing this so eventually they all had to go back to the pit lane and then bare conversations start happening. And you just realise, like, this year, so in the past 18 months, so many things have happened for Formula One, for the world at large, that people have never seen before. Um, and, yeah, I feel like things just got affected in mad ways. Like, the energy's just off, in it. So the stewards, the FIA stewards, the, and that's the regulating body, they're now trying to go through rules and regulations to see how they can, whether the race can happen on a Monday, but it can't really happen on a Monday because then men have to get ready for Netherlands, which is the race next weekend. Um, and it's all mad. And then on top of that, some of the, well, a lot of the um, spectators are booing Lewis Hamilton because obviously they're, because it's happening in Belgium and what is it, Verstappen was born in Belgium. They, um, they're all cheering for him. I think he was born in Belgium. So they're all cheering for him and booing Lewis Hamilton. And that's not a nice feeling. Like he's booed everywhere. I feel like he was even booed at Silverstone. Imagine being booed on your home turf. It's, it's wild. It's wild. Um, so yeah, so that just felt like the whole thing felt off. The whole vibe felt off. And eventually for, um, they're like, okay, well, what we might have to do is just call the race um, behind a safety car, so they can't even speed, no one can overtake, they're all going to have to drive behind the safety car, do two laps, and then that will be the deciding factor, so wherever they end up in those two laps, that will be the deciding factor, but the, the truth of the matter is, if they were allowed to race, we already know that Hamilton would have passed George Russell in that Williams digger digger car for sure, but because they weren't allowed to race, um, properly, and they have to do it behind the safety car, it's now turned out that they are going to keep, um, so the final standings, the final results are that, um, what is it, um, this was the starting grid, Verstappen in first, Russell in second, Hamilton in third, Daniel Ricciardo, who's driving for Renault, he was in fourth, um, Vettel fifth, Gasly sixth, Gasly looks like a teen wolf, um, seventh place was Perez, and now, the thing is, Perez crashed into, um, one of the barriers when they were doing a warm-up lap, and um, because of the delay, they were actually able to fix his car and I think get him out. I need to go and up check on that update um, as to what happened in the end. But I just think it's interesting that the Red Bull team principal, Christian Horner, the one I called a spiceless wonder, when it's the things that will benefit him, he doesn't see a problem in it. It's like, oh yeah, no, let it happen. Let it happen. It's not a big deal. But anything concerning Hamilton, if it was Hamilton that was fixing the car during one of the delays because they couldn't start the race properly, he would have been running up and down to the stewards trying to get him disqualified. Um, it's just, it's just madness. But because of the way that they've had to um, drive, because of the way that they've had to drive behind the safety car, no overtaking, can't do nothing. They had to complete the two... Um, laps just so they can get the thing finished it now means that yes Verstappen finishes in first place George Russell finishes in second place for Williams and Lewis Hamilton finishes in third place for Mercedes um Daniel Ricciardo fourth Vettel fifth um 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they did take out, they did take out Perez because the person in seventh is Esteban Ocon. So, um, and Gasly's in sixth. So that's really, really interesting. But it looks like, um, what is his name? Bottas didn't make the top 10. Of course he didn't because of all the things that happened to him during his race. So, um, but because of the fact that they didn't get to complete a full race due to the racing guidelines, they will only get, um, I think half the points. So even with half the points, haha, Lewis is still there doing what Lewis does. So there you go. But apparently, um, Verstappen said, you know, he wouldn't have wanted to win in this way, but that's the only way you're going to win. That's the only way you're going to win for a little while, baby. But I mean, I feel like we should also take a moment. Let's all take a moment to deep the fact that when I was at Silverstone, Hamilton won. I wasn't at Hungary. He didn't win. I wasn't at this race. He didn't win. So really, we need to be thinking about how we tell Mercedes, um, Patronus, AMG, whatever they want to call themselves, that I need to be at these races because fam, you're lagging and you need me. You just need that re-up on the energy because this can't continue to run. Like when will it be Hamilton's 100th win? The guy has 99 wins. We need to get to the 100th win. Netherlands, I would love for his 100th win to be at be in the Netherlands and be on Max Verstappen's turf. You can boo as much as you want, motherfuckers. He's taking his 100th win right under your nose, right under your unwashed noses. What now? What now? Huh? So that's what I wish for anyway. But it, the race basically just did not happen. And But they needed to do something because them uh, spectators, they were sitting in the wet grass. They were sitting in the pouring rain because they wanted to see something. And you know what? It, you have to look at the pros and the cons. Yeah, they didn't get to see a full race con, but pro, that's probably the first shower a lot of them lot have had in a while. So, you know... I, I'm just going to leave that with you. Anyway, four straw of the week before I get going, because, you know, I've got to get ready in a bit. I feel like my only straw of the week that I'm going to do, and I'm going to save the other one that was sent in, that's a voice note. I'll save that for next week, I think. My only one that I'm going to do for straw of the week, I want a, a massive suck your mum to um, all of the people who feel like um, these animal lives are worth more than the lives of the humans in Afghanistan. I know that all of you lot love your animals and, oh my God, oh my god animals animals and while I feel that trust me I feel that but this is not about the animals this is about your racism this is about your racism and valuing the lives of animals over the lives of brown people and you can't tell me no but we're all the same on this earth rare 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 no no because who is this um marine officer um that his name's gone out of my head now but I'll bring it up now um that let's get this here, Pen, when, what's his name, Pen, Retete, um, they've written his name, Pen Farthing, that's it, he's on, he's, he's made it home with his dogs and cats after a charter plane picked him up from Kabul, um, to bring him back, he left, this is a marine guy, the, the, the oh god, it says here, British troops loaded up dozens of rescue animals owned by the former Royal Marine when the jet landed at the city's airport earlier, ensuring that they escaped, um, escaped Afghanistan after the Taliban seized control. Um, Paul Penn Farthing's Operation Ark, imagine he named it after Noah's Ark, like a little pump like a little complex, um, Operation Ark campaign to get his staff and animals from the Nauzad shelter out of Kabul has divided public opinion, gaining huge support, but also sparking widespread, um, widespread controversy. Um, 
yeah, uh, it says here that on Saturday night, that was a, a couple of weeks ago, it was reported that Mr. Farthing had sent a heated message to a special advisor working for Mr. Wallace, Ben Wallace, um, who he accused of blocking efforts to arrange a flight. Um, and this flight was so he could get his, he said that he wanted to get his staff and the animals out of Kabul. He said, I'm not leaving my staff behind. But he left the staff behind and he took the animals. So you didn't even take the people who were looking after you and the humans who were looking after you, you took the animals. And those people were helping you look after the animals as well. And the Ministry of Defence, they put out a tweet and they said, Penn Farthing and his pets were assisted through the system at Kabul Airport by the UK Armed Forces. And they're currently being supported while he waits transportation. And um, it says here that the um, clearance was given and they went out. And this was this was the other day, but it sparked a whole conversation online where people were like, yeah, but no, he needed to save the animals. He needed to save the animals. Yes, but what about the humans who have been left? What about the humans who have been left? He needed to save the animals. It's not like the Taliban would have gone and started flogging the fucking animals or holding them under Sharia law. It's not, they weren't after the animals, fam. They weren't after the animals. But you're concerned more about the animals than the people who have been left there, specifically the women and the girls that have been left there. You're like, you're, and the children, rather, that have been left there. You're more concerned about the animals than them. And this is why I say all of these animal lovers, all of these like animal rights activists, some of them is thinly veiled racism. It's thinly veiled racism because let them get a moment and they'll start telling you how, oh, but this was just like slavery. We can't treat animals in this way. Fuck you and go suck your mother, you dickhead. You'd probably leave your mother behind as well, you prick. It's horrible. It's horrible to know that in this day and age, upon all the listening and learning, all the protesting that everybody claims to do, like you will choose these animals lives over like these people and for me it's like I feel icky even saying it because I would prefer for us not to choose right but I feel like I would take the humans I would take the humans because there's I doubt that they would do a lot of harm to the animals but he wanted to take the cats and dogs he preferred to take the cats and dogs and the goats than actual humans that is fucked to me. Like, the world we live in is absolutely fucked. Fucked! So a straw to this fucking idiot, Pen Farthing, a straw to everybody that assisted him, a straw to everybody that's been calling LBC and every other fucking show, talking about they understand why he took the animals and the animals have to be priority. All of you can go suck your mothers for eternity, you dickhead. And when it's time, should anybody need to choose, um, should you ever need to be, um, um, you know, taken from anywhere and rescued from anywhere, I hope that they choose a lollipop over you. I hope that they choose a piece of shit on the ground. I hope they choose to, um, to rescue that over you because that is what you deserve. Anyway, that's that for this week's episode. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten enough off my chest. Whew, that was a lot. Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of SYM. I have been Kalechi Okafor and you can follow me on at Kalechi Okafor at Say Your Mind Pod. You can support the um, podcast on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor and um, yes, yeah, send your letters to and your voice notes to SYM at Kalechi Okafor.com and I guess that's that. So this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Catch you on the flip side, babies. Peace. 
It's the Benz Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind